All right, all right, all right, Austin Rugby fans. It's your favorite podcast host, Dustin Zare. Here we are. It's a new season. A lot of changes. And that includes some changes to this podcast. For those of you that have followed since the beginning three years ago, I can't thank you enough. We started a podcast to bring new fans into the Austin Rugby community, to teach them about the game, to meet the local players, coaches, and the teams. Which is why, after three years of creating, hosting, producing, and getting this podcast off the ground and going as the longest running single team podcast. Yeah, you can check it. It's true. I'm sad that we'll kick off this season with the announcement that I'm stepping down from the Austin Rugby Podcast. But have no fear. I leave you in good hands of voices that you have heard in the past. Experience in rugby in Austin. Experience rugby players internationally. And two really good dudes. I appreciate them carrying the banner of the Austin Rugby Podcast, and I wish them the best of luck for the years to come. I do hope it's years, too. So without further ado, I give you the new hosts of the Austin Rugby Podcast, Alex Reese and Alex Kalpa. Rugby Supporters Podcast. If you're watching on at home, you'll see two fresh new faces. Um, and if you're just listening to the podcast and can't see us, well, you're going to hear two new voices. And we apologize. Uh, we don't have the silky radio voice of our old friend, Dustin Zerer, um, who you may have noticed is not with us. Um, Alex, Unfortunately, we won't have Dustin this season. Dustin has moved on with his life. He's left Austin. He's left all of us to move out to North Carolina with his beautiful wife um, and start a new life out there. But we will still honor the creator, the founder, and the pioneer of Austin Rugby Supporters Podcast. We'll do our best to serve him well. Alex, if you want to introduce yourself, Many of the listeners have heard you before, um, but I will let you uh, introduce yourself to our new listeners here in season four. Thanks very much. Good to be back for the 2022 season. Uh, I popped on a couple of podcasts last year, talked rubbish and nonsense, uh, <laughs> interviewed um, uh, Sam Harris, spoke more nonsense to him as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'm originally from Wales. I played 15 seasons of park rugby. Uh, or very low-level amateur rugby, as some people call it. And uh, very exci- I moved to Austin two years ago uh, to marry my beautiful wife here. And uh, I'm very excited to see that the, the Austin pro rugby team has gone from... So the first 
time I got involved was um, the last game of the 2020 season, uh, which was their first victory of the season over Houston. And uh, they've continued to stick their boot up Houston's ass since then. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been so excited by how it went last season. Um, really looking forward to this one. Well, yeah, we're glad to have you on, on a permanent basis, Alex. Um, if you're part of the Austin Rugby Facebook group, then uh, you'll have seen Alex's lovely write-ups on the games. Alex likes to cover each and every detail from the games. We won't dive into his J.P. Doyle analysis today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Alex is a great, great patron and, and great uh, supporter in the Austin Rugby community. And, Alex, we're glad to have you. Um, personally, I am also Alex, um, but I am not from the UK. I am from here in Austin, Texas, born and raised, been a part of the Austin rugby scene my entire life. So I'm um, excited to continue uh, to kind of give back to the community that's given so much to me. Um, and I know I've got some big shoes here to fill, uh, Dustin, if you're out there listening. But like I said, we're going to try our best. Um, and, and we're really looking forward to this 2022 season. Um, Alex, I wanted to, you know, kick it off just by, um, kind of giving a high level overview for, for the new listeners of, of what the Austin rugby supporters podcast is, um, and you know, who we cover across the Austin rugby landscape. So, um, while the AGs are our main topic of discussion week in and week out. We still like to touch base with each and every rugby club here in Austin. And that goes from the youth level through middle school, high school, college, men's, women's club, all the way up to the professional level. Um, and, and each week we'll do our best to try to recap results from the previous weekend and look ahead to the upcoming weekend uh, for each and every team in Austin. So um, Alex, looking back last weekend, uh, it was a big, big weekend for club rugby in Austin. We had Australia Day out at Burfield where the Austin Blacks play. And then we had a quintuple header at Nixon Lane, home of the Huns. That means five, uh, doesn't it? Yep. Five games. We had two Valkyries and uh, and three Huns games. Um, Al, have you had an opportunity to uh, to experience much of the much of the club park rugby scene here no, in Austin? No, I haven't. My wife was trying to talk me into maybe checking out what the if there are any vets teams um, that might need uh, someone that's too small and not good enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, this is uh, for the. Uh, same reason that Sam Harris mentioned on the, the interview that we gave last year and that COVID meant that um, he was reluctant or even not really allowed to go out. And he said he wanted to get involved with the, the grassroots club scene. Uh, and so did I. But uh, my family situation is that I've got some um, at-risk people around. So I have yeah. to be pretty careful and still am. Um, but in terms of getting out and socializing, that's been pretty much a no-go. Uh, yeah. I definitely do miss the, the rugby club atmosphere though. And it will be something that I'll be checking out uh, as soon as it's safe for me to do so. Yeah, no, I, I, I would certainly recommend it. I think most, most people that, you know, are in and around the, the Austin rugby community can, can confirm it's a, it's a pretty, lively and vibrant and welcoming scene. Um, but also I think one of the hotbeds for competition across the United States, um, you know, when you look at, when you look 
from a high school level, you've got teams like Westlake, Rock Rugby, Lake Travis, Four Points, um, all all really good, you know, contenders year in and year out for you know Texas Division One and Division Two high school boys. And then um, collegiately, we've got um, University of Texas and St. Ed's University, um, both good representatives of their divisions. Um, and then going up to the club level where I think is really, um, where the Austin rugby community thrives. You've got the Austin blacks and Austin Huns, both who have been around for 50, over 50 years, I believe, I think 50 and 53 years respectively. Um, two great clubs, both have three sides, division one, division two, division three, um, and then you have Austin Valkyries. They've got a women's division one and division two team. And then, um, you know, what's really exciting is in the last two years, uh, two new clubs have spawned uh, way up north in Round Rock uh, for the Round Rock Rage on the women's side and the other rugby club Outsiders or C. Um, so it's it's good. Uh, thriving rugby scene here that continues to grow. Um, and this past weekend, uh, we had an opportunity to see, I believe, seven of those teams in action um, across the the division. So, um, a quick you know quick recap: the Austin Blacks had two games. Um, their D one handled Dallas Harlequins, and their uh, Division three also handled the Dallas Harlequins, I believe. Um, no, I've got that wrong. The Division Two played this. Sorry, the Division One handled the Dallas Harlequins, um, and their Division Two also won. And they played. Let me do a quick check here, Alex. They played. Hmm. I'm massively relieved that we're both as unprepared as each other. And- <laughs> Literally just coming from work and sat down in the yeah. chair with no preparation whatsoever. So we're both no, in the I, same I, boat. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I grew very accustomed to uh, Dustin having everything squared yeah, away. Doing all with the a- hard work, right? Wasn't <laughs> yeah. that amazing? Oh, I miss him. Uh, with an itinerary and, and talking points. And uh, here all the stats yeah. from the league and everything. Like, oh, cheers, Dustin. Great. Nice one. Let's yeah. just crack on. Yeah. No, let, you know, we got to add color, but... Um, <laughs> Not a, not a lot of direction, so hey, we are learning on the go as we go. But uh, I did I did pull up I did pull up that secondary result. The uh, the Black D two um, they took on Dallas Athletic Rugby Club and they came away sixty nine seventeen winners in that one. Um, yeah, their D one precisely their score was seventy four twenty two over the Harlequins, um, and then on the Huns. Side the Austin Huns D one uh, came away sixty thirty four winners over a very tough, very big, and uh, and very um, a dangerous Grand Prairie team that just joined Division one. Um, that was a good game. The Austin Huns D two fell to Fort Worth uh, by a couple of scores. I believe it was twenty seven to fourteen, and then the Austin Huns D three also lost. They lost to Grand Prairie, fifty-three to twenty-six, in a bit of a shootout. Um, for women's rugby, the Austin Valkyries D one they took on their arch rival, Houston Athletic Rugby Club, and man, that was a 
barn burning game. Uh, and in a shootout, the Hark Sharks, as they like to go by, uh, pulled it out 41 33, dropping the Valks to 0 3 on the season, but they have had three really close losses. So um, we expect them to turn it around. And then uh, the D2 women, uh, Round Rock Rage, played their first ever rugby game, and they took on the Valks D2 and took them behind the woodshed. 48-15 winners. Nice. And that's a great way to get started. To, wow, uh, start as you mean to go on, yeah. Yeah, high bar. Um, so, yeah, they were – those girls were buzzing uh, this weekend. Um but, you know, I helped coach the Austin Valkyries and, and, you know, they had a lot of a lot of girls brand new to rugby that had a blast and, and you know, it was competitive for a while. So, you know, I think all, all around rugby was was the big winner um, at Nixon. So um, that was that's the club recap for this weekend. Um, high school. I don't believe there's any games. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um but I know high school rugby should be kicking into gear here in the next couple of weeks. So, Alex, after my long tangent there, I will hand it over to you. As I know, you had some stuff you wanted to talk about, um, about the AGs and this upcoming season. Right, yeah. So I, I look forward to familiarizing myself with the, the local um, club scene. But for now, the AGs is all pretty much I know. Um Big personnel changes, which I had mixed uh, feelings about because I felt we obviously were completely robbed of a playoff spot by uh, JP Doyle last season. <laughs> Should yep. have beaten LA on their own patch. We were beating them until he decided to have a couple of monumental brain farts. Um, <laughs> so uh, initially I was thinking, that's awesome. If we keep the, the team together next season, we're going to be unbeatable. Um, but that's not to be. We've lost some important members. Um uh, Roderick Waters is no longer with us. Uh, he played lights out in the last game uh, against Old Glory. He was amazing. Uh, I think he pushed um, for the man of the match honors in my uh, my report. Yeah. Um, Whopper has hung up his gigantic size 16 boots, <laughs> yeah. moved into a full-time coaching role. Um, we've signed uh, uh, an Eagles prop to replace him. Um, and a massive apologies to him and everyone else, but um, I'm going to need some time to pronounce his name correctly uh, with all the, the respect due. So I'm not going to try and attempt it now. But uh, <laughs> um, we've got Julian Dominguez come up from NOLA, the blockbusting wing. We already had like an amazing uh, back three um, uh, core. And now it's just been bolstered even more. Although we did lose um, um, uh, a few players from the, the backfield, but I think the replacements that are going to come in are going to do, uh, you know, strengthen the team. Uh, Ned Hodson is gone, who I thought was uh, played amazingly for us last season. Although he was riding the pine uh, behind the skipper, so I understand why he was too good to not get regular game time. But he's gone to Dallas, so I think unless someone has cleverly put in to his contract, uh, the classic, you can't play against your old team clause. Um, he's going to be a major pain in the ass because he's a great player. He's a blockbusting center. Um, and uh, uh, I think that's the kind of the nuts and bolts of it. I'm still waiting to hear about the injuries. I hope everyone's recovered from their injuries. There were a few tweaks, a few dings that needed ironing out for um, the new season. So I'm hoping that 
Um, I, I'm not going to start mentioning injuries in case any of the opposition are listening going, oh, he's got a dodgy elbow. I will target that. Um, yeah. Hopefully everyone's back up to full strength and had a, a really successful preseason. Uh, it should be exciting. I've no idea who the team's going to be uh, in the, the curtain raiser against Dallas, but I look forward to finding out. Yeah, I think you, you talked about um, you hope everybody comes back nice and healthy. Followers of, of the AGs on social media probably saw, you know, they went out to Chula Vista um, for their preseason camp and by all accounts went through one of the most grueling 14 hour, four in the morning until six at night workout with a uh, Navy SEAL. Um, and then that was day one. And then they did it. Then they did a two week camp after that. So, you know, you can forget some of the guys if, if perhaps they're feeling a bit niggly heading into the season. But, you know, all that was all that was meant to, to strengthen them long term. And, and I think uh, I think we'll see the fruits of that labor bear, uh, you know, as season progresses. Um, Alex, you know, you talked about a few guys that that left, um, you know, your Roderick Waters and as well as. Um, some, some guys that had been with Austin for a while, print, even in the elite days, like, a, a Mo Abdomonum, um, a, uh, you know, Kurt Morath, he's out of, he, he's gone as well. Um, Roderick Waters, obviously, um, there's a few, you know, Ned Hodson, he, he was actually part of that very original Austin elite team, uh, back in 2018. So, um, sad to see some guys go, but, you know, uh, when one when one man goes out, another man comes in, and I think we've got some exciting guys uh, that have been brought in to replace these guys. Um, you know, I, I look at, at at a Marcel Brocky or a Chris Matina or or um, you know even even a you know Julian Dominguez, uh, guys that have not only cut their teeth at the highest level but been some of the best players across the league. So I think you know it wasn't so much that these guys weren't good enough to play for the AGs. I think it was more that, uh, these, uh, these, these new guys are just so good. You know, it was, um, it was, it's, it was not a slight on the guys that got cut and, and I'm sure we'll see each of them bounce back, um, have big seasons with their other teams. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, uh, you know, um, someone somewhere is going to pick these players up if they, uh, if they I mean, who knows the reasons, right? We're without actually being around the players every day at the training and all that. We've got no idea how the, you know, from the, the personality and the chemistry through mm-hmm. to, you know, maybe people are just, their heart's not in. This is, you know, it's a massive toll on the body doing the whole pro rugby yeah. thing. Or so I hear. And, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's all sorts of reasons behind it. Marath was a funny one because he did such a great job for us at Fly Half last year. Really, yep. at a time when we needed a cool head to to run things, he was a rock. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. Um, but I'm I'm assuming uh, you know there is uh, with Will McGee and people like that hanging around the places. You know, Plenty right. Mason does is an amazing player. Um, so obviously there's. Um, Oh, I, I, listen, Sam Harris knows exactly what he's doing and he's, yeah. he's working real hard to the best of his abilities. Uh, Austin is, uh, and I suppose big credit to, to Adam Gilchrist, but uh, both LA and Austin get held up as the examples of a professional rugby setup. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Talk, talking to the wider world out there and, um, you know, they we, we couldn't be in any better hands. So whatever the personnel changes are, 
Um, I'm sure the, the wisdom behind it is infinitely beyond anything that us mortals can comprehend. So, right. <laughs> yeah. us, uh, us park rugby players. Exactly. But, but uh, yeah, I know I, I failed to mention, you know, another big um, guy that's been with the elite for a long time that's moved on as well as Don Bailey. Uh, he's uh, moved on to play for Old Glory. So, you know, like you said, the, these guys are getting picked up by, by these other teams um, pretty quickly. So it's not a, it's not a slight on them. Um, one of those guys though, uh, Mo Abdomanum and uh, two of those guys, I should say Mo and Ned both will be playing for Dallas this weekend against the AGs. Alex, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's unpack this one a little bit. Dallas playing in their first ever game. And, and Alex, you were, you know, not in the Austin area when MLR was first formed. Um, but us, you know, old MLR historians, we all remember when the league first formed in 2018, there were eight teams that, that founded the league, Austin, NOLA, San Diego, Seattle, um, Toronto. No, it was Austin, Austin, oh, Houston, Austin, Houston, NOLA. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, and Glendale. Uh, but the eighth team was Dallas. And in four years of rugby in the MLR, we haven't yet to see Dallas take the field. They have existed as a franchise, but inexplicably never played a game. Um, they've had a few close to playing seasons. Um, and then, you know, for extenuating circumstances, pulled out last minute. Uh, but this is it. This is their their official debut of professional rugby in the MLR. Um, and they've got a really tough one coming down to Bold Stadium in Austin on Saturday night. Um, and it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be. We haven't, you know, I don't know if it's going to be snowmageddon like we had last year, but five nights of freezing temperatures after a bunch of rain. It's going to be icy. It's going to be cold, which is great to play rugby in I was used to love playing in you know freezing yeah. conditions because you can run around and keep warm right nice bit of scrummaging just to keep the blood well, were, you a, were you Alex you must have been a forward yeah I so uh, <laughs> brilliant, I brilliantly I joined a new club for the last five years of my career so I went from playing hooker to uh, fullback and scrum half which is hilarious. <laughs> rugby so if you if you don't have to scrummage or hit rucks, rugby is the easiest game in the world. So <laughs> last five years I was just running around going, This is great. Nothing I'm not bleeding from anywhere. This is amazing. Um so I can see both sides of the argument. But yeah, I'm gonna be wrapped up in the stands uh Saturday night. Lots of layers and a sleeping bag. Um, people asked why Chicago hasn't had a professional rugby team. It's like, cause the season starts in February and I don't know if you've been to Chicago in February, but yeah. difficult to play with like 12 feet of snow everywhere. I was going to say, um, I was going to, I was going to say, speak for yourself. Uh, when you say you like playing in those conditions, cause as, as a back, I, I, I wholesomely disagree. <laughs> you should run around. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like tackle every now hand. and again. Warm up. I like to feel my hands when I'm when I'm passing the ball around. <laughs> when I first started playing senior rugby, when I was um, seventeen, they wouldn't uh, let me play in the forwards uh, with the with the you know the grown ups. So we'd always end up on the wing, and that was cold playing park rugby oh, yeah. when the ball doesn't get past the 
the centres and you're on the wing with hypothermia. <laughs> that, that's my my memory of uh, first memories of senior rugby. Yeah, uh, yeah but so uh, Dallas, uh, the, the 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 team that they've got on paper, the signings that they've made uh, looks good. They look like they're taking it seriously. It looks like they, you know, I can understand why with COVID and everything they would be reluctant to have jumped in last year because it, sure, yeah. it was a, it was a miracle that the the league did as well as it did last season all things considered yeah. um so now obviously they've seen the momentum's building and the success and the excitement around last season uh, and they want a piece of that pie but um i, d- I would be amazed if uh you know the any sports fan will know the difficulty of getting a, a good team together in the first season. Um, you can get good personnel together, but um, whether that makes a good team is yet to be seen. So I'm hoping, right. you know, well, I mean, then welcome to the uh, the Texas Cup competition, yeah. and the AGs thoroughly look forward to putting their boot in your ass, just like they've done <laughs> the Houston. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, hopefully a well-oiled uh, and angry Austin team coming up against a Dallas team that will barely know each other. So um, how how much of a performance they th- or a fight they put up, especially in the cold, um, you know, we wait to see eagerly. Yeah, well, you know, if if Austin can translate their preseason form uh, onto the field Saturday night, I. I I have to suspect it's going to be a long and ugly affair for Dallas. Um, Austin went out to as Chula Vista, as I mentioned, um, and they did finish off that training camp with a scrimmage against San Diego. And, you know, it was a, it was a, one of those scrimmages where, you know, 30 players per team get game action, but uh, the, you know, the AGs came out on top. I think it was 12 to 10. Um, and then last week they took on rugby United, New York, um, and really put them to the sword at Bold Stadium with a 58-7 victory. And, you know, first string or not, it's still professional rugby players for one of the top clubs in the competition. And so it's nothing to slouch at when you put up 58 points against a team like Rugby United New York. So um, I think the AGs look to be humming heading into this opening uh, game of the season. And... You know, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Uh, me and the Huns will be playing up in Dallas against the Harlequins. Uh, but, you know, we'll be watching it on Rugby Network um, on the way home. So excited. Alex, are you uh, are you going to go out with the wifey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got our tickets as soon as they were uh, announced. Um, uh, it's such a beautiful uh, location to watch rugby. Um, I don't know what the future holds. Obviously, there was some, uh, I can't remember the details, the football team, the soccer team that owned the stadium and now playing in Fort Worth. So whether or not there's still going to be a, a location to play rugby. Um, we know that uh, Mr. Gilchrist uh, came into a bit of money last year. He sold, sold off his business like half a billion, <laughs> half a yard, as they call it in the UK. So, uh, assuming that he's either going to build uh, a new stadium or a monorail from downtown to get people to bowl uh, <laughs> to Circuit of Americas, um, it's a, it was last season. It was a beautiful place to watch rugby with fantastic facilities, and uh, I really look forward to getting down to as many matches as I can this season as well. Uh, Alex, if you and anybody listening makes it out to the game this weekend or really at any game this season, do yourself a favor and get the chicken tenders and fries at 
Bold Stadium. I I attest, and I will go to my grave saying that they might not might they are the best chicken tenders Ooh. in Austin. I I I wholesomely believe that. Okay, so the the benchmark for me is the the Spicy Boys um, uh, Korean chicken, a Vietnamese chicken, Korean chicken uh, from Zilka. Uh, there's also a good place off Lamar, but I will. I'll t- I think I've been mostly going for the burgers. The veggie burger was all super good from there last year as well. The chicken tenders, I will check it out. I yeah, do yourself a favor. Um, you know, bang bang for your buck. I don't think you get better, and and perhaps you know part of part of the uh, you know the, the the lure is the ambiance of being at a rugby game. With a cold two dollar tall boy, shout out AGs for that as well. Cold two dollar tall boy watching some rugby, eating some chicken tenders, but I, I genuinely have not had better experience. Yeah, um, like last season when it was like five bucks for a ticket and you would get a drink and a plate of food in for that as well. That, yeah, that's just lovely. crazy levels of like quality value for money. Uh, I know no. the ticket prices have gone back up to sensible pro sport prices this season and everything, but I still yeah. maintain it's just uh, an amazing evening out. If you like, if you like your collision sports, you like to sit yeah. there with a drink, watching um, massive uh, uh, guys bash into each other and try and rip each other's heads off. That's that's yeah. entertainment. And and a side of French fries and chicken tenders while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it, it should be, it should be good. Um, you know, AG's nine and seven last year, first winning season in franchise history, uh, for a franchise that was marred by poor result for, for about three years. So, um, really excited to, to get this season underway. Um, Dustin, if you've managed to make it 27 and a half minutes through this podcast, um, along with the other listeners, um, you know, I hope, I hope your ears, aren't bleeding too much. Um, and you know, trust that, you know, just like the AGs will continue to get better all season, just like the blacks, the Huns, the rage, the Valkyries and ORC along with our high school boys and girls and youth rugby. We're all going to continue to grow, continue to thrive here in the Austin rugby network of fans, players, parents, siblings, Everyone, everyone connected. Um, let's have a great 2022 um, and, you know, up the AGs here. Absolutely. If you want to feel good about yourself, check out the the first ever edition or episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. It's up on YouTube. It's literally, <laughs> literally, considering he sold it to, for 100 million bucks to Spotify, this first ever show is literally an idiot messing around in his cupboard trying to figure out how everything works so great things can come from very very humble beginnings so you're telling me there's a chance (laughs) very much so we might get good by the end of this season hopefully hopefully well thank you all for listening um and hope to see uh you guys out around austin um in the rugby community for alex reese and alex We bid you adieu, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll sync back up next Tuesday. Thanks very much. Cheers.